Hi, I'm Dora from Dora Nicolau and my drink of choice is a chai. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Michaela from Inspired Office and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work-life wine time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode 86 of the Work-Wife Wine Time podcast, the podcast for women in business who are looking for connection and the support of other women who are sharing the same business journey. Awesome. So it's Dora with you here today, and I'm ever so excited to connect you with our guest speaker and work wife herself, Amy Pettingill. Welcome, Amy. Hello. Thanks, Dora. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you on today. Um, Yeah, can you introduce yourself and tell tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, Maybe tell us a little story about you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm coming to you today from Woiwurrung Country, which is in the northern suburbs of Melbourne. So I just wanted to take a quick second to acknowledge the traditional custodians of land in which I live and work. Um, it's a beautiful part of the world where I am. And thankfully, we've got a nice sunny day here in, in Nam in Melbourne. Um, so my name is Amy Pettingill and I am a certified Clifton Strengths and Wellbeing Coach. Um, I'm an event manager turned certified um, Clifton Strengths and Wellbeing Coach. Um, I'm a mum of one and like I've just shared with you soon to be two um, and I have two dogs. They're very important to me, my beautiful Kelpies, um, but I'm a wife. I um, am a business owner. I have my own coaching, um, personal development coaching business, as well as a business that I share with my husband, who's a professional speaker. Um, and then on top of that, we also have a partnership um, with our best friends that um, they're the husband in that partnership, in that couple, is also a professional speaker. So we're really busy, um, to say the least. But, you know, everyone has a different version of busy and everyone is busy in their own way. Uh, yeah. What else do you want to know about me? Um, how about how I became a Clifton Strengths coach? Because that's always an interesting one, I feel, um, because it's something that I held on to the dream for a long time of doing it. When I was an event manager when I was 22, for a particular company that I was working for, all of their employees took the Clifton Strengths assessment, which in a nutshell, we'll go into this a bit later. In a nutshell, it's a uh, personal profiling tool, personality profiling tool um, that you answer a series of questions and it spits out your top five strengths. And we all took that so we could know a little bit more about ourselves, know a little bit more about one another. And then we also had a certified Clifton Strengths coach working in the business who we each individually did a um, a coaching session with or coaching sessions over the time of our employment. And just every time I did it, I was just so in love with the concept. I felt like I had a whole new language to describe myself with. And I said all the way back then, oh, I'd love to be a Clifton Strengths coach one day, but I thought I'm too young. I don't know enough about the li- like life and the world. Um, it's just not possible for me right now or, you know, if ever. Um, but it's something that I always came back to. So my top five Clifton strengths are communication, um, activator, um, which in essence is I'm really good at just getting things going and starting things. I'm really, I get really excited about new projects. Um, Woo, which stands for winning others over. Um, basically, I find it really enjoyable meeting new people and making them my friends. Uh, positivity, kind of self-explanatory, as is empathy. So they're my top five strengths and they're 
words that I come back to time and time again to reset myself to who I am. Um, but fast forward from the first time I took the assessment to uh, the beginning of 2020, I was really over being an event manager. I just didn't want to do it anymore. And I thought, you know what, I'm, I have this idea of being a Clifton Strengths coach has never left my mind. I'm going to do it. I was getting um, married at the start of 2020. I knew that I was going to take my husband's name. And I don't know, I just felt like it was a really great time to end off one chapter of my life when it comes to my career and start a new one. And so I said goodbye to my event management business where I worked with primarily um, small business owners and coaches and speakers themselves. And then I went all in on being a Clifton Strengths coach, just doing individual one-on-one coaching and a handful of team sessions here and there. But of course, in 2020, COVID hit. So that was really difficult. But thankfully, um, it was a time where people did a lot of soul, soul searching and wanting to know more about themselves. And so I did a lot of virtual uh, coaching sessions, primarily with individuals to allow them to take the time and the space to under- know them, understand themselves and get to know themselves a little better. So that's me in a nutshell. I love it. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my first question was explain Clifton's strengths, but I think you've covered that. But why is it important for personal and professional development for people to go off and do, you know, testing or tests? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's just it's one online test to get your top five um, assessment. It's about a $30 investment, um, which is pretty affordable and accessible for people. Um, Or you can invest the I guess the top um, for the top assessment is the same assessment, but it gives you a different report. So in total, there are thirty-four um, Clifton Strengths. It's a it's an assessment that is um, backed by Gallup, which is a global research institute, and it comes with decades and decades across over one hundred and fifty countries um, that where millions of people have taken it worldwide over the years and over its existence. And the thing that I love about it most is that when you take your top five assessment and you get your top five results, so, again, um, that's where I got my communication, um, activator, woo, positivity and empathy. For me and for anyone who takes the assessment, you've got a one in 33 million chance of having the same top five strengths in the same order as anyone else in the world or anyone else who has taken that assessment. Um, And that statistic rings true and has rung true for many, many years now. And so I really love the uniqueness of it all. It really showed me how unique I was as a person and it shows me how unique everyone else is as a person. So I think that's a huge um, that's a huge learning for anyone who takes the assessment or anyone who wants to get to know themselves a little bit better. It gives you that self-appreciation of how unique you are, but also go, it also reminds you of how unique other people are and gives you an appreciation of the way that they do things, the the values that they hold and the, the things that they do and the way they go about it. Um, and so I think that's really important for all of us to know. And that's the reason why I love Clifton Strengths. I love all personality profiling tools. I don't, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge believer that you can never know enough about yourself. So if I hear about a new one, I take it and I just understand that a little bit more about myself. But I always come back to Clifton Strengths because it's got that real uniqueness element. It doesn't give you an acronym or assign you a colour or pop you in a quadrant. It really speaks to um, the person that you are in a unique way. And so I um, 
I also love about the report that one of them that you get, it takes into consideration all of your top five strengths and how they come out and play um, in their combination of five. And um, yeah, it, it yeah, just goes really into the uniqueness of you as an individual. Um, and then when you take that to a team setting or when you're interacting on a group setting, it, if you know the other people's strengths that you're hanging out with or you're uh, working alongside, it can just give you a really deep understanding and take it from sometimes, you know, naturally we're going to have frustrations with people because they don't do things the same way that we do things and we have a tendency to think that the way that we do it is the right <laughs> way. It removes that element because it means that you can step back and take a new perspective and go, well, the reason that I think the way I do things in the right way is because it is the right way for me, but it's not going to be the right way for somebody else because they have different strengths, they have different ways of going about things. Um, so that's huge when it comes to both personal and professional development um, because inevitably we're going to be working alongside people and working um, collaboratively in all aspects of life, whether that be in your home or in your workplace. Yeah, I can definitely see in the the value when I look at my kids and understanding their strengths and how I can talk to them. Yeah, it, it yeah, it all makes sense. Um yeah, there is a there is a child like a youth assessment that can be taken as well. Yeah, cool. So you mentioned you're a strength um and wellbeing coach. Can you explain what wellbeing is and why it's important? Yeah, absolutely. So wellbeing to me, this is a very I guess, unique um, way of going about it. Uh, back when I had that thought of becoming a Clifton Strengths coach, I also said to um, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, I would just love to be a coach. Uh, I, I hate using the word holistic, but at that time, that's what I said, like someone who's like, who can coach people in a holistic way that takes into um, consideration all aspects of life. Um, and it was like a really serendipitous moment seven years later it ended up being um when we come to 2020 and I decided to be become a, a certified Clifton Strengths coach I went all in and I purchased all of the res resources that um Gallup sells that um relates to Clifton Strengths and they've got a whole suite a library of books and one of them is called well-being and on the back of that it had five elements of well-being that and as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is if this is not telling me that this is what I should be doing, <laughs> then I don't know what does. Um, but as I was, you know, reading through that book and um, doing my certification through Gallup to become a Clifton Strengths coach, I was like, there's just something missing. I just feel like it's not enough. I um, There needs to be more to this concept. And so I kept thinking about it, kept working on it, keep, kept reading a whole lot of other resources. And it's not it's not something new or groundbreaking or anything. It just... It just feels right to me. So I've come up with the seven elements of well-being. Um, a lot of the time people get the word well-being and they get it caught up in the health and fitness industry and it's all about what you eat and the way you exercise, but well-being comes down to so much more than that. Um, and so the seven elements of well-being are occupational well-being, which is how you spend your productive base time, recreational well-being, which is how you spend your non-productive base time, which we often neglect and forget. I know I certainly mm -hmm. do want to have to really focus on that area. Um, our financial well-being, which isn't how much we earn, but instead what we do with our money and how our money works for us and how we understand it. Um, and then there's uh, social well-being, which is the relationships that we form and the way in which we interact with our 
um, our loved ones and the community as a whole around us. Our mental wellbeing, which is pretty self-explanatory, you know, how our mental health is going. Um, our physical wellbeing and our environment, environmental wellbeing, which is the spaces that we inhibit, whether it be our home, um, the suburbs that we live in, the city that we live in, the state that we live in, the country, um, and then, you know, down to where we are in any present, any given moment where we're present in that time, whether it be a cafe, the supermarket, um, at home or out in the bush, bushwalking or something like that. Um, so, yeah, they're the seven elements of well-being that I've coined as the well seven. Um, so we've got the top, uh, the strong five where we talk about um, our Clifton strengths and then the well seven. And at the centre of those uh, of the well seven is just ourselves. Um, and so that looks at what our strengths are, um, what our beliefs and values are, you know, what morals we hold and what our moral compass directs us towards, um, our spirituality, if we have any, um, and our culture, as well as, you know, other things, you know, things that are really personal to us. And as a whole, as a coach, I don't actually tell people what to do. I don't tell people that in order to have really high financial well-being, you need to be tracking your money every day. You need to have a spreadsheet. You need to do this. You need to be saving X amount of dollars. Like I really avoid that. And instead I say I share, you know, insights into what I do. However, it's really um, to the individual to reflect on what the concept is of the Well7 and how it um, how each of those elements can be worked on in their own personal life and their own situation in order to improve time and time again to have the ultimate levels of well-being. Um, yeah, so that's how they, the Strong Five and the Well Seven, marry up together um, in order to really help professionally and personally catapult us forward. Yeah, that's amazing. That's yeah, I really love it, and I love the names that you've given them and how they fit together. That's great. Thank you. Um, can you share some tips and advice for interview for people, sorry, who want to start working on their strengths and their well-being but aren't quite sure where to begin? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when it comes to understanding your strengths, the first step to take is really by taking um, the Clifton Strengths Assessment. If you, if anyone was to just take the top five assessment, there is really, you know, mm. there's no need for you to go out and work with a certified coach like myself. Um, the reports that Gallup give you are so comprehensive, they're so informative that you can really kind of get an understanding of what they mean and what they're saying just from um, that alone. Um, then if you want to take that one step further, then work with a coach to really understand all of those five, how they work together and um, be able to talk through how potentially you could focus on one, two, three or all of them um, to really use them to your advantage to help you continually take step forwards, steps forward in life. And then when it comes to well-being, just by listening to this podcast, understanding what the seven elements of the well seven are with yourself and all that falls under that component at the centre, um, kind of doing a stock take of your own life and, you know, how you're feeling in each of those areas. Like give yourself a rating from one to ten um, of how well you think you are in that area. And if you want to see that number improve, um, then think about ways in which that maybe have been lying in the back of your head that you've been wanting to do but haven't found the motivation or um, the stamina or the capacity even in life to do and see if you can make some space for um, a few things in each of those areas. Or um, you might feel like you have really great 
um, occupational well-being. Like you feel like the time that you spend in a productive mindset, in a productive state is just, it's working for you. Um, so you not, don't necessarily need to focus on that particular area, but you may find that your recreational um, well-being has been completely ignored. And that's, um, as a reminder, that's when, um, that's your the way that you spend your non-productive time. And so just making space in your day to read a book if you're into reading or do some gardening or um, do, work on a DIY project that you've had in the back of your mind. Like, you know, it's 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 the time that we need to focus on our hobbies. Um, so just making space for that in your life to see your rating in that area improve. Um, that would be where I would start. How can someone continue to grow and evolve their strengths and well-being over time? And, and are there any tips or practices you recommend? Uh, when we look at strengths and your strong five, I it's that classic case of out of sight, out of mind. The same thing applies <laughs> when it comes to your top five strengths. Like you can take the assessment you could be like, oh, yeah, that's so me. I love that. Like, yes, 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 feel so jazzed up by it. And then you can, you know, print out your report and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to remember these. And then you stick it in a drawer and you never see it again. And um, so I actually see on my desk, at work have my top five strengths framed um, just so that they can be it's not something I look at every day but it's just like a little reminder when I'm feeling a bit wobbly that I can come back to that or if I'm feeling like I'm really excelling I can also come back to that and be like oh well no wonder all of my strengths are working <laughs> for me at the moment um, so that's one that's one way once you've taken your Clifton Strengths assessment like just have something it could be a little like business card size thing in your wallet, it could be a post-it note stuck somewhere, just as a little, a little reminder. Whatever works for you. Um, and then when it comes to your well-being, um, not just doing that activity of taking stock of where you're sitting with each of those seven elements, but coming back to it, setting a reminder in your phone, like putting an event in your calendar every month, bi-monthly, every quarter, to just sit down take five minutes to go, where am I at? And out of, um, you know, one to 10, give yourself a bit of a rating on where you think you're sitting in each of those areas. Um, and then if you really want to develop, then working with some sort of coach, whether it be a certified strengths coach, um, a life coach, uh, a mentor of some sort that you feel like you align with, who may not necessarily de deliver these concepts because that's what I deliver, um, but somebody who can guide you in the direction that you're hoping to go when it comes to your strengths and well-being. Amazing. I love it. I'm, I'm madly taking some notes. I'm uh, getting ideas. Oh, good. <laughs> Great. Um, Amy, can you tell us where our listeners can find you, Instagram, Facebook, your website? Yeah, absolutely. I'm most active on Instagram, so it's just my name, Amy Penningill. The um, spelling of that is a bit weird. I'm an Amy, A-M-Y, and Penningill, it's actually pretty straightforward, but um, it's a it's one that can confuse people. So it's P E T I N G I L L. Um, you can also find me at amypennyill.com uh, or .com.au, which is coming soon. I've had up on my website a new website coming in 2023 for a very long time, but it is coming. Um, but yeah, mainly um, mainly Instagram and on my website, but. I also hope to do a little bit more on TikTok as well. I love TikTok. And, yeah, <laughs> same. You can find me over there at Amy Pennygill. Okay, great. Yeah, websites do take a little while between, you know, writing the copy and the design and the technology side and bringing it all together. 
So yes, I could do it for somebody else. You know, I'm, I I love using Squarespace, and I'm no web developer by any stretch of the word, but I can you know put together something that's um, usable. Um, but to do it for myself, oh my gosh, it's so hard. It is. I even when I write copy for my own business or. Um, yeah, I struggle. I know I have to write it and then I have to run it past one of my copywriters. So sometimes, you know, I'll ask Gemma, one of our other hosts, and say, can you look over this? I think it's rubbish. And she'll come back and she'll, you know, just give me a few tips and tweaks and, you know, and then I'm off. But, yeah, I think I think when it's our baby, we're just, just too close to it and we can't see. Well, I mean, although some of the, you know, the things you've told us today about the the assessments and you know showing our strengths that can kind of feed into your copy as well like you can kind of go yeah I'm a good communicator or you know these are the things that I do so that'll help but when we're too close to it I think sometimes we can't see it yeah 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 for sure without a doubt great well before we close off can you leave um our our listeners with a final thought or key takeaway oh that's a good one um if you listen to this podcast and you go and take your Clifton Strengths assessment, I want you to know that you are wonderfully unique and you are who you are and you should really own that. I've seen so much flying around the internet lately about people saying the more me I am, the easier things are, the, the more rich my life is. So I want um, anyone and everyone to lean into that, take your strengths, um, read your report, notice things about yourself that you really love and other things that you may have found frustrating about yourself however it's really a gift um I know for me that there's so much of that lying in my own top five for instance with my empathy um that I just can feel things too deeply sometimes but at the end of the day that is a true gift to be able to feel things and experience things in a really rich way um and then so off the back of that not only are you unique and wonderful as you are Um, But when you know your top five strengths, know that not only are they um, your gifts, but they can also be your weaknesses and your weaknesses often lie within your top strengths because they can be used too much, not enough. And so you need to find that sweet spot where they are working for you more often than than they're not. Right. I love it. It feels like a superpower. It is. They are your superpower for sure. Okay, brilliant. And that's a wrap. And as always, kick-ass women and fellow workwives, remember you're not alone because collaboration is power and most importantly, we all get it. Thanks for coming in today, Amy. Thank you so much, Dora. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time, Take care and drink responsibly.